How many of you have, uh, have, have gotten uh, afflicted by the killer caterpillars? The killer caterpillars. Uh, like, uh, we were comparing out in the parking lot, we were comparing all the little, little, uh, little polka dots. And uh, I didn't, uh, we, we, we had, had a little bit within our family, but uh, I didn't realize it was like a plague here in the area, I guess. Uh, Tammy was reading something yesterday that I guess in the Waterville area, they have somewhat of a state of, uh, emergency or something along that lines. It's like, wow, um, who knew that, that, that those little fuzzy caterpillars could wreak such havoc, huh? I guess uh, this is just like airborne stuff that we're getting here, right? We probably haven't even really gotten in contact. I, I know a couple, Brother Rich Hadley and uh, Terry Miller, they came in contact with one of those bad boys and that was not a, that was not a good day for them. Um, so, <laughs> weird. Have those been around before? I, I didn't really, yeah? yeah. But to this degree? Yeah. I don't know. All right. Uh, well, so are they t- do they turn to butterflies and get out of here, or do they just uh, hang around all summer <laughs> and plague us? What's that? So it's a moth? So it'd be like a miller sort of thing? Yeah. All right. Well, Joshua chapter 7. Joshua chapter 7. We'll get on a more... I wish it was going to be more of a pleasant topic, but it really isn't. Um, this, uh, this, uh, this is a dark spot in the, the progress here of that which really it, it symbolizes to us uh, the victorious Christian life. And, uh, you know, these stories are here allegorically to a certain degree, but they were real-life scenarios as well. And so uh, I would encourage you to, to think in terms of, you know, r- real people that are in the midst of these, these occasions. And to think of what the temptation would have been like uh, um, here for, you know, for, for Achan. Um, I think it is probably something, uh, you know, of allurement, which would be, you know, as the Bible says, common to man. You know, the Bible talks about temptations. And temptations, you know, the temptations that we face are common temptations. Because we're made out of, you know, we're made out of the same stuff. And it may be, it may be that some temptations uh, are more alluring to us than others. And, and you know, um, but uh, the fact of the matter is that, you know, what we can see here, when Achan must have gone in and with, with the people, and he must have had a moment there where he was, he was all alone, and in front of him was something that would be considered, you know, in earthly terms, to be quite valuable. And uh, he knew, he knew the, the instructions. But yet, what did he do? Well, he did that which we are really good at doing. We, he, ra- he rationalized it. Right? And aren't we pretty slick at that? We're, uh, <laughs> we are, we're, 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 we're very good we're very good as human beings at rationalizing something, you know, th- or some things that we know, you know, at that moment, we know it isn't right. Uh, and, uh, I mean, I can totally identify uh, with that. And sometimes, you know, you already have the rationale all formulated in your mind and heart. And then, you know, by God's grace, you say, no, no, okay, no. No, I'm not going down that road. Man, how did I even get to rationalize it to that point? I was just about ready to grab that, you know, that, uh, 
that garment, that bar of gold, that was, it was right there. Um, and I had it all rationalized why it would be fine. And, uh, and you know, like the book of Proverbs uh, says, uh, you know, a righteous man is, is guided by his integrity. Um, you know, it's always, okay, would this, be, would, would this be right? Can I make this choice in total free conscience? I mean, if one of my, you know, if, if one of my comrades was right here with me, would I make the same choice, you know? Another, uh, another God-fearing person was at my side. Could I say, you know, this is no problem at all. I'd make the same. I would still take that, you know, that, 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 uh, that garment and that, uh, that treasure. Um, and I think we can, we can know because of what Achan did afterwards that he, he wouldn't have. Because he, he continued to hide it, right? And, um, you know, I don't know, I don't know what we're thinking at times. I mean, if something's, if something's so valuable to us, we ought to be able to enjoy it, right? And he, he took something, he had to like continue to hide this in his life. It's not even enjoyable if you've got to hide it, really. Um, and, uh, you know, he had to stick in a spot underneath his tent there and probably not get quite as good a sleep as he normally would have. If you have to hide something under your tent, are you going to sleep as well? <laughs> Something about sleeping with a, with, a, with a clean conscience. Proverbs talks about that too, right? It's, it's just, uh, you can sleep a, lot, you know, sleep a lot better if your conscience is clear. Um, and, uh, and so let's look at chapter 7 here because it just had a great victory. It says at the end of, of chapter 6, So the Lord was with Joshua and his fame was uh, noised throughout all the country, but the children of Israel committed a trespass. Uh, let's have a word of prayer. Lord, I pray you'd help us now to see uh, AI for what it is, Lord, and to see um, uh, how we are going to face some AIs if we uh, don't walk circumspectly and uh, if, we, if we rationalize uh, sin in our lives. And Lord, I pray that you'd help us to just make some application as far as uh, victory in our lives uh, here today. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So first of all, we see Israel's trespass here. Israel's trespass. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. Why was it accursed? Well, it wasn't accursed because of that thing in and of itself. I mean, a thing is just a thing. It becomes a curse if God says, that's not for you. It becomes a curse if it's, if it's something that God says, I want, I want that to be done away with totally because it represents something that, 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 that isn't good for you. And, and, and certainly the people here that, you know, God was dealing with and everything that had to do with them was, was uh, uh, from idolatry. It was, uh, and idolatry st stems from, um, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a stretch. It's not exaggeration. It's not being sensational that idolatry is, is demonic. It's demonic, okay? And a lot of times we look at things, you know, well, it's just, uh, you know, it's just, wood, it's just, it's just rock, it's just stone. But the thing of it is, is if, if something is being used as an affront to God, then it's, it's demonic. And that's what the, the devil wants to do, is steal the glory from God. And so, you know, was that Babylonish garment, was, the, was, the, uh, was that treasure in and of itself an accursed thing? Not in and of itself, but it was a curse because God said, don't, don't take any of that. Don't take any of that spoil. I want this to be emblematic of what Jericho stands for. I want it to be totally done away with. And so think of that uh, with your, in, in your life. You know, the Bible says, uh, um, 
that we're to, to not be conformed to this world. The Bible says, come ye out from, from, from among them. And uh, to not um, be associated with that which is part of uh, the system of this world, which is an affront to God. And, and so when it comes to dealing with those things, we can't, we can't tinker with it. You know, you can't play around with it. If there's something that the devil is using um, to, as part of a system that destroys lives, that's not, it's not to, 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 to be experimented with at all. And that's going to keep us from being victorious. So what is a curse to us as Christians? Well, anything that keeps us from walking closely with God and serving Him wholeheartedly is accursed. <laughs> and, uh, and so here the, it says the children of Israel committed a, a trespass. And it is a little, it's a little confusing because, I mean, when you think of it, it's, it's a little strange that it says that the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing for Achan, the son of Carmi, son of Zabdi, the son of uh, Zerah of the tribe of Judah. Now this was going to, this was going to come about, you know, later when, when they bring everyone out and they're going to start whittling it right down, you know, to who it was and giving it chance after chance to, to, to come clean on this. But here it's just, you know, it's, going, it's, it's pinpoint. God already had it pinpointed as to who it was, right? He already knew. So before I went through this whole process of them, you know, trying to figure out why this happened at AI and trying to figure out who had, who had trespassed, God already knew. And he goes right down through the line. It was this guy. These were, this was his, his dad, his grandpa, his great-grandpa. This was his tribe. Took of the accursed thing. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Now you look at that. And you say, well, man. That seems a little rough. I mean, you had one guy that had succumbed to the temptation and taken, you know, the accursed thing. But it says that it puts it in terminology that, that it was all, all the people. Well, think of it this way. Because I, I struggle a little bit with that concept. And you can, you can start thinking, well, God, you know, God, God isn't, you know, if you're not careful, you can start thinking God isn't just. I mean, you know, then all these people afterwards, they went to, to battle and a lot, of, a, lot of, you know, a lot of men died because of that. But think of it this way. If you think of it in terms of, of a team, if you think of it in terms of a team, if you have one teammate who isn't sticking with a plan, does it ever just affect that one teammate? No. It always affects the whole team, doesn't it? Right? It's supposed to be, uh, you know, playing man-to-man -man defense in basketball, one guy's playing zone going to be a big problem, right? And so you got to have the team, if, if you don't have the whole team, you know, if, if you have one teammate that, that's, that's, that's messing around, then it is going to affect the whole team. Now, the, the Bible calls us a body. And it might even be, it might even be more, more blatant or more of a problem in the body if you have, you know, a certain body part that isn't working properly. It has an infirmity. It, uh, it's broken. Um, you don't have to break a very big bone 
for it to, to, to mess up the, you know, uh, the effectiveness of the whole body, right? <laughs> uh, to lay it up, as it were, um, or some sort of infection. You know, just one little part of the body. I mean, let's say you've got that little tiny, uh, what was the kid there, Joshua Katie, just, just as a little you know, appendix. That's all it was. And that kid was pretty sick. He was really sick for a while. Um, and so when you think of terms like that, you know, God sometimes puts pictures out there that make it really obvious that it's important. It's important to the whole body. You can't just say, well, you know, if I'm, if I'm, a uh, you know, hiding and justifying sin, then it's not going to, it's just going to affect me, so what's the big deal? There's something about it that does. And, and sometimes it's, there's spiritual components that we can't totally measure as to how it actually all works, you know, that we underestimate. And there's a spirit to things. And if there's sin in the camp, as you know, there's a lot of people have entitled this message, it does, it does affect the whole camp. And it seems like at times God tried to make that like really obvious in some of these stories so that we would get it, you know. And it's something obvious uh, for, for us here tonight. Israel could not be defeated by the Canaanites because they had been promised by God that, 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 that they wouldn't be. But they, they could defeat themselves by alienating themselves from God's plan and power. And that's the same for us. The devil has no recourse against us. We're victorious. We're in Christ. The devil grovels at Christ's feet. You know, he pleads for mercy. Don't send me to the pit. We're in Christ. But, uh, you know, when we willfully step out of that, that protection, as it were, um, you know, then uh, we alienate ourselves and, and to, a, to a certain degree from God's, you know, uh, uh, plan and power. Um, the wars fought by Israel and Canaan were not to be plundering wars of personal gain. They were um, sort of a, 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 a particular sacred instrument in God's hand to get that land. And so it is with us. We have land to gain as victorious Christians. And it's not land for our own purposes and our own glory, right? The land that we're to take as Christians is for the glory of God and it's a sacred work. And, uh, and so when you think of that, which God said, you know, don't touch that stuff. Don't take that. We're not going in there to get stuff for, for you know, to build for ourselves. Um, we're going in there to keep to the plan that's going to bring glory to God. And sometimes, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't make sense in the economy of this world, but it does make sense uh, when you think, when you get back to what your true mission is. So Israel's trespass, point number one, point number two, human tendency. Human tendency. Look at verse number two. And Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai. Remember Jericho, great victory. Great victory. And uh, there had been victory gained in the life. Progress had been made. And you have made progress in your life. You have had some victory in your life. If you're here tonight, you have had some victory in your life. God has brought you to a point. You understand something of, of, of taking steps of victory. And these men were, were fresh on off, off the, the, uh, um, the, this occasion of great victory there in Jericho. And it says, Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Bethaven on the east side of Bethel, and spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. 
And the men went up and viewed Ai. Now, were they impressed? No, they weren't that impressed. And they returned to Joshua and said to him, let not all, not, not all the people go up. I mean, compared to Jericho, this place, we don't even have to send everybody up there. You know, we can just take a skeleton crew and take care of them in no time. Let not all, all the people go up, but let uh, be, be about two or 3,000 men go up to smite Ai. And make not all the people to labor thither, for they are but a few. Now, here's the human tendency. The human tendency is to have a sight-filled approach to things instead of a, a continued God-dependence approach of things. Now, that can knock you one way or the other. A sight-filled approach can be like, oh, man, there's no way we can go and take that land. We're like grasshoppers compared to, you know, the mighty enemy there. And that's that sight, you know, walking by sight can take you that way, right? Walking by sight can take you the other way. I got this. I can handle this. This is nothing. This is no problem for me. We've handled stuff like this before. I've been in these situations before. I'm fine. I'm not going to fall to this. This, this, this isn't going to get me. Now, either, either one is, is dangerous. Either one is going to keep us from, from victory. And, uh, and so the human tendency is to instead of approach situations saying, okay, God, I want to, uh, uh, you know, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. I want to approach this. I want to say, okay, is this something you want me to tackle today? Is this something you want me to be involved in? If I'm in the right place at the right time with my eyes on the Lord, then we will be, you know, we'll be in good shape. Uh, but if we're just approaching it, you know, well, hey, you know, I've, I've kind of arrived as a Christian. I don't really have to be on that much on guard anymore. Does, the, does your adversary, the devil, does he, you know, does he just think, well, hey, this guy, this guy's been a Christian for a long time, so I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop, uh, you know, trying to, to, to uh, devour them. No. In fact, the stronger we get, the more that he'd like to take us out. How many times have you seen that with influential, um, you know, preachers and pastors and, and workers for the Lord? And you see them taken out, and you're like, wow, how'd that ever happen? Well, it's because the adversary heightened the attack and knew where those weaknesses were, right? And, 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 uh, and it's no different than, than, than here. And so we just need to be careful about human tendency um, that's going to short-circuit our dependence upon God. Um, because really what they should have been doing is saying, okay, you know, Hey, look, it looks like it's not going to be as bad as Jericho, but man, for, for as much as we needed God with Jericho, let's just continue, let's just continue to depend upon him for what, what this situation is going to hold as well. Um, and then un, the last point this evening is unnecessary tragedy. Unnecessary tragedy. So from verse 1, we saw about the children of Israel committed a trespass. Then we see the human tendency in the way that they looked at the next challenge. And then in verses 4 to 5, So there went up uh, uh, thither of the people about 3,000 men, and they fled before the men of Ai. They fled before them. Now, you know, God's people are not made to flee. You know, the devil should be fleeing from us. Resist the devil and God's power, Right? 
and he will flee, the Bible says. But here you see, you see God's people fleeing. You see God's people fleeing. And uh, this is an unnecessary tragedy. Um, they fled before the men of Ai. And the men of Ai smote them about 30 and 6 men. Now, compared to some battles, this might not seem like that big of a casualty. But what a tragedy, though. I mean, there probably you had, you know, 36 heads of family. You had some dads there for sure. Some brothers. Uh, maybe, maybe there were leaders to the other siblings or uh, some uncles, some, some grandpa. I don't know, you know. But there are definitely uh, 36 men unnecessarily perished that day. For they chased them before the gate even unto uh, Shebarim and smote them in the going down. Wherefore, the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Now before, remember, when they were following that, that God's, God's uh, um, instructions to a T, and they'd crossed over the river, God opened it up, they were following the ark, they marched around Jericho, they, they, did, they did everything God told them, even when it didn't make sense. You know, they were obedient, they were walking in victory, they were living the victorious life. What, what does it say? That, 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 the, that the enemy's heart melted. Now what do you see? They're fleeing and their heart's melting. And uh, I'll tell you what, I can, I've experienced this in my Christian life where I feel just, I, you know, I am, I'm defeated. And my heart is melting and I know, you know, I know that uh, I'm not living in victory. And it's a tragic place to be as a Christian because it's unnecessary. One of the things we have to remember is just because we just had a Jericho doesn't mean we can't have an AI. In fact, a lot of times, the danger of an AI comes right after a time like Jericho. Um, you know, I've, I've seen as, as, a, as a pastor many times that um, someone, someone gets to the point, you know, they've been saved and they want to they profess before other Christians that they're, that they're, and before anybody, other unbelievers, whoever, Whoever will be there that they, that they identify with Jesus. So they get baptized, right? Have you ever noticed that right after somebody gets baptized, it seems like a lot of times after that they go through a time of defeat? It's, it's strange. It's almost like they had that, that Jericho time, and then, you know, uh, the devil heightens the attack, and, uh, and, and uh, they have a time of AI. And, uh, but... Uh, there's, uh, there, there, there's, there's, some, there's, some, there's some very clear uh, application and warning here. And it says in verse 6, And Joshua rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until eventide. And so he knew something wasn't right. And I've often you know, thought that as a church, we can probably tell if there's something that's not right in our, in our church. And just like in the camp of Israel here, you know, Joshua didn't want this to, to go on and on and on and on. You know, one defeat after another defeat after another defeat until the whole, the whole campaign was, um, was devastated. Uh, and that's sad when that happens in churches. You know, we don't have enough people that are burdened about, like Joshua here, like something's not right here. We don't even know totally what it is, but there's some sort of spirit that isn't right here. And there's some sort of a lack of, of victory, you know, in our church. And Joshua, I, I assume that he, he, 
he didn't perceive there was anything to do with him, but he knew something wasn't right. What did he do? It's like he fell down before the Lord and said, you know, I'm not going to, we're not going to go any further until we get this figured out. We've got to get this figured out. There's too much at stake here. We've got to get this figured out. You know, in our family, let's say we, we sense there's something in our family that, that's, that's keeping us from being, you know, victorious in our family and to really working together uh, wholeheartedly with a good spirit for the cause. Um, well, somebody in that family needs to do what Joshua did. You know, say, Lord, you know, we can't, man, we can't keep going on this way. Uh, there's something that's not right. And, uh, you know, seek the Lord's face and, and until he shows you what that is. And then it may be that, that uh, you know, there's going to have to be some things that are going to be dealt with, which is going to be painful to go through. Oh, but is it worth it? <laughs> you can either keep going, defeat after defeat after defeat after defeat, or you can go through the painful process of, you know, and a somewhat awkward process of getting to the bottom of something and communicate about it and get it out in the open, deal with it, and then you can, you, then you can move back into to victory. So we'll talk a little more about that uh, next week, okay? All right, let's pray. Lord, I pray that, uh, that you'd uh, um, thank you for these reminders, Lord.